Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we are talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from February the 10th, 1990. We're coming off a big clash of the champions that was recorded a few days ago and should have aired by now. And hopefully you did enjoy it. That way you can uh, follow along with us chronologically. Uh, you can only get that on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Thanks to all the patrons out there. Now, I am sitting here with not Doc Turner, because he's still in Mexico, and by all accounts, with all the text messages I've gotten from him this week, he's just ridiculously drunk because he's an alcoholic, and that's a shoot. I'm sitting here with Mike Crockett. We're waiting on Hard Body Hopper. Lord knows where he is or where his tongue currently is, but I'll welcome in Crockett. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, Mike Mills. How you doing tonight? I'm living the dream, brother. <laughs> as always, as always. That's all you can do. So, so uh, I'm. Uh, am I in the? I don't know if I'm in the JV group. If I am in, in a JV member, I'm like way at the bottom. So, it. Um, that's a good question. The JV Goon Squad was born from a something that. Sparks said Sean Sparks who does the NWA cast on the Patreon feed and he's done a bunch of live streams with me and done uh, various other Patreon shows that term was born I think from him I think my I think he may have mentioned it the first time and then Doc or, or Doc mentioned it and Sparks ran with it and was like yeah I'll take that moniker you it's hard to call you goon squad man you had a successful podcast of your own uh, about New England pro wrestling and independent wrestling there but you also covered many of other things and and like we were talking about on the patreon show you you've you had tons of episodes with some great roh talents who are now wwe talents so it's kind of hard to call you jv goon squad i mean when you've got kofi kingston's um you know number and you can just call him at any moment and text send him a text message i can't call you goon squad man you've got connections to the stars yeah and uh stop asking for sasha banks's number you know good and well i've never said that to you it's some <laughs> idiot out there is gonna is gonna be like did you hear what crockett said about mills asking for sasha's number oh she's a married woman people um i don't think i've talked about her in at least a year on this show but somebody's gonna decide to run with it and go somewhere with it but no uh, Warbeard Hanson, you talked to all of them, man. You, you're like the, I called you on the Patreon show, Referee of the Stars, because not only did you work with them, you trained with them because you all kind of uh, got started at the same school. Not around the same time, obviously, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's all connected to kind of Killer Kowalski school, um, which you know where the great Triple H trained. Mike, I know you're a huge fan, but uh, that kind of morphed oh. into. <laughs> We'll talk more about Triple H later. Um, that kind of morphed into the Chaotic School and now uh, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Yeah, all, all those, uh, yeah, Kofi Kingston, uh, Brian Malonis, my former partner on the wrestling podcast about nothing. Uh, Kofi Kingston, uh, did I mention Ivar? Yeah, a Warbeard bunch of those guys. Hansen, yeah. yeah, Warbeard Hansen, who became uh, or was now Ivar. Um, yeah, it was. Muscle uh, Chapa. Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa as well. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like all those guys should have been there years ago. It took them just. It took a little longer. I guess it probably makes it more worth it in the end. You feel like you kind of went through something to get there, especially like a guy like Ivar, who who was on the Indies for probably fifteen years before he got <laughs> got the call. So, yeah, uh, I never got the call. Uh, I just <laughs> kind of petered out and uh, started doing the podcasts. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'm not a JV guy because I'm not seeing a cut of that JV t-shirt, so. <laughs> the JV goon squad. So fast, it, but fastly becoming one of the better shirts selling on our Pro Wrestling T store. I do have to say the JV goon squad t-shirt, man. Everybody, I don't know, man. It, it's, uh, I, I actually very much like the design and, and it's, uh, it's moved fairly well on the, on the store, so. Yeah, good stuff there, man. Uh, but but Crockett doesn't like to toot his own horn. But yeah, they all got the call up, but he got left behind. Even even his referee friend, um, <laughs> Todd Sinclair, ROH referee, senior official there, he's uh, he got the call up, and uh, but Crockett's still sitting on the. Uh, he's he's with me here podcasting, <laughs> not bouncing around the ring. Neither did I. Neither did I ever get a call up for that matter. Yeah, there's oh. another referee too. Also got uh, he's in WWE now called uh, Sean Bennett. Uh, then <laughs> another guy who is a wrestler, they converted him into a referee. Now he's he's on WWF TV as well. So, yeah. So you're know. Uh, the lone wolf. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not good enough, I guess. Well, I okay. I love the story you told. I love the story you told on the wrestling podcast about nothing years ago. You were refereeing an ROH match. And I think it was an Evan Bourne match, right? Yes, yes. And you you said you just felt so small because you're in the ring and you go down to make the count. But as you went down, your hand slapped, which the crowd took that as the one count as you were right. dropping down to make the count. So then when you're on one, they think you're on two. When you're on two, they think you're on three. <laughs> and it went off like a fart in church. Well, no, I got, actually got a big pop because I thought he won. So, <laughs> so how did the crowd? And they were just confused. <laughs> there was a lot of confusion, Crockett. Good job, good job. <laughs> no, yeah, and oh. and you failed to mention that uh, that was the one, uh, Evan Bourne slash Matt Seidel. That was the false finish that he really pointed out to me. Really make this a good. This is going to be my big false finish. So <laughs> as long as you don't fuck this up. <laughs> And you messed it up. What? What? Yeah, that might have been the last ROH? time I was in ROH. What? What year was that? Do you remember? Oh shit! I uh, no. It's, oh. Uh, was it like two thousand seven, eight, nine? I don't know. It all runs together. Yeah, I, I've, I've. The more I mean, I haven't had a match in a ring in so many years. Like, I. The older I get, I'm like, uh, I think it was 07 or 08 the last time I would have done that. Uh, but 
I just get to the point where it's like it feels like such a distant memory. And uh, that's probably a good thing. But anyway, yeah, Gabe Sapolsky <laughs> uh, was still booking whatever, you know, whenever that was. So that, that was quite a ways back in ROH. Oh, my God. You must have felt, felt terrible. Yes. Like you said, very small. And yeah, well, I just. Yeah, yeah it was. I, I think it happens. OK, that didn't n- that nothing like that happened to me. But one time I was on the outside and I was supposed to catch a guy and I completely misjudged him. I felt very small, and that's all I'll say. And he didn't die, thank God. But uh, it was just one of those things. It was like a brain fart. It happens, and you feel like shit. There's no other way to say it. Um, So, yeah, it happens, Crockett. That's why we never got the call up. Although I think you were closer than I was because your school put out a lot more than mine did. Oh, boy. (laughs) Who's who's the star pupil at your school? Well, it, that's hard to say because um, I'll say this. Like, the guy I started with was not the guy I trained with later on. So if you're going by that quote-unquote school, um, the only name that ever really was on any notable TV would have been Kevin Northcutt in TNA in the very, gotcha. very early days of TNA. And you got to remember, like, I got started in the mid-'90s. I mean, this is, this is a long time ago now. Um, now... I wasn't there when uh, Rod Price trained um, Jazz and Rodney Mack, um, but but you know I, I credit Rod for taking care of me. Let me just put it like that. Uh, so you know Jazz and Rodney Mack obviously are you know they they went on to I'll call them stars. I mean they were on you know they were in WWE and Jazz was a women's yeah. champion. So yeah th- that would have been. But again it, it's hard to say like because I, again I wasn't I, I never really knew them. Uh, met them years later, but never really knew them. And I, I still, I don't want to lead on like I know even know them well now. I don't. But yeah, that would have been uh, the, the closest to. I mean, obviously, Killer Kowalski's school and the legacy of his school, which is now named something else. It, it's, I mean, you all have put out tremendous talent. I mean, just between like Sasha, Donovan Dijak, T-Bar, Warbeard Hanson. I'll give Triple H's credit. Um, I got nothing against him. I mean, he's a hell of a talent. I just, he's got a hell of an ego too. And uh, yeah. That's that. Uh, Wait, but, I you mean, say, tr- you said you had nothing against him? Is that, is yeah. that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, your school, the school you, you were at and trained at, put out many a stars and many a current stars. That's that's the thing. I mean, Kofi. Um, you know, I was joking earlier about, you know, you having Kofi's number, but I'm not going to joke. Like, Crockett told a story on the WPAN. Uh, when Kofi won the WWE title at, well, it was two or three WrestleManias ago. I can't remember when it was now. Crockett sent Kofi a text message and Kofi responded. Thank you, Crockett. So, I mean, he literally, he's, he's on a first name basis with Kofi Kingston. It's not a joke. I was telling the truth. So uh, those are cool stories. Anyway, I mean, I say that because those are cool stories when you think of, I look at Kofi as a star and I've got a lot of respect for him. So anyway, Crockett's got connections. He'll never toot his horn. And that was the moral of my story from the beginning of this. Well, thanks for putting me over, buddy. I try, I try. I mean, as long as you don't come on this show and pull a Lance, where like Lance just Lance took a shit on Arn Anderson many years ago, and he he still hasn't lived it down. So as long as you don't, as long as you don't take a dump on Arn Anderson, I, I think I think we'll be good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Oli all, all day, but Arn, no, I'll stick I'll stick clear clear of him. Yeah, stay 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 clear. 
All right, uh, a couple things before we get into this episode. I want to mention a uh, shout out to our largest page contributors month, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Jeremy Priest, and Joe Ice. A couple weeks ago, I even called uh, Jeremy Priest Jeremy Ice. I messed it up. So, Jeremy, got it right this time. I just wanted to mention that to you. Harper is calling me right now. I have no clue what he wants. Uh, oh, hold on one phone? second. Yes, hold on. Let me see what he wants. Okay. Hey, Harper, we're recording. Oh, you on? That's why you calling me? Yeah. Okay. Let me. Let me. Let me. Oh, I'm on. I'm on. I I probably just didn't hit the little green bubble. I'm gonna leave this in. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, edit this out. That's how unprofessional we are. Let me call you now, man. Hang up. All right, man. Later. All right. What conference am I in? Uh, he, he said he called me because my little bubble on Skype is not green. Sometimes I do that because I got a lot of contacts and I'll get called. Um, in the middle of the show, so I'll just show offline. Uh, but anyway, uh, shout out to the largest page contributors monthly out there. And, and one new patron this week, Dennis H. Thank you, Dennis, new annual Patreon member. And with that note, thank you, Dennis, for signing up. Harper, are you on? Yeah, bro. I can't find my fucking headphones. Bullshit. <laughs> so, bro, I've been for 10 minutes. I don't know where in the fuck they are. And I got the the ones I stepped on. And the earpiece is hanging off, and I look, I look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> this is a rib. Ugh, bro. This is a rib. He's ribbing me. He's it ribbing sucks me. because the other side's broken, so the plastic is just digging to my fucking ear. Why don't you go get some tissue or something or a paper towel and Fuck, just I ain't worried about it. that shit, bro. Oh, okay, Suck well, why up. are you complaining then? I'm just saying, because I can only, only hear you through one fucking earpiece. Well, that'll work. Put some tussing on it. It'll be okay. <laughs> this, is, this is bullshit. Hey, I gotta um, hold it up to my ear like I'm a fucking DJ. Well, wow. And you can't find the other one, Bruh, I don't know where in the fuck they 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 gotta be right here. I don't know what the somebody fuck told at. me to buy a twelve pack for you, and I think that's what I'm gonna do. You should. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, this is great. Um, as you know, Doc's not with us this week. We got we got Mean Mike Crockett on. So, are you gonna do him like you did last time? Are you like, who the fuck's this guy? Where's Lance? Where's Lance? <laughs> uh, I did I did the world class show with him last week? Yeah, yeah. How, bro, you saw fucking SMU's uh the new uniforms? No, those bro, they look nice. Yeah, yeah. It's the white jersey that's got Dallas and script. Uh, going against the chest. It looks good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna have to put that on my radar hopper and see what it looks like. All right. <laughs> Go Mustangs. <laughs> Go Mustangs. <laughs> yeah. I got the uh, Carrie Von Eric autograph eight by ten. I got when I was six years old. And I, uh, 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 what the fuck? Grow up, door. <laughs> <laughs> I got a program from 1983. I never tell you about the time Michael Hayes, uh, after I got the autograph, he farted on it. <laughs> I love Lance. That's my guy, man. <laughs> oh, but anyway, what'd you say on the screen? Oh, oh, the big commercial. Yeah, that that does look like him. Uh, let me let me rewind it because we're gonna get started on this episode shortly. Uh, we got a lot to discuss. Harper, I, I'm 
I know you didn't watch the clash, so there's a bunch of review recaps. Yeah. In here. I don't know how much we're going to talk about these recaps, but anyway, um, Crockett, did you want to mention anything else before we get into the main show? No, no five star reviews, buddy. No five star reviews. I need people That's to get on bullshit. their job. You fucking <laughs> dicks. <laughs> Hold on, I got. I put. I put a sock between my ear. And the fucking <laughs> headphone. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take a picture of this. Post it. You gotta see this post, fucking. <laughs> post it, Hopper. Dead serious. Post it in the Facebook group, for real. Because this is this is just tremendous. Let me let me tell you let me tell you a funny story. So like pro wrestling tees, uh, when you're a BTT Hall of Famer, at a certain point you get a uh, pro wrestling tees gift card for being a BTT Hall of Famer. And so what I do is I send out the, the emails to the Hall of Famers when it's their time to get their card. And I say, hey, uh, respond to this email. Uh, make sure, you know, I know this email is monitored and then get your card it sent out to you. And oftentimes people will say, put that card. Don't send it to me. Put it in the Harper headset fund because <laughs> Harper's on headset number six at this point. And on that note. I think we'll get started on this week's uh, episode of Saturday Night on TBS. We are covering February 10th, 1990. Uh, the show opens up. It We see a replay of what went down at the Clash of Champions. Yes, Sting is kicked out of the Horsemen. And if you want to know more about that, listen to our review on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. We then immediately go to center stage uh, with Jim Ross and... JR calls what happened tragic, and Cornette says he saw it coming all the time. Of course he did. Uh, plus, we're going to get an update later on today on the U.S. Tag Title Tournament. I will say this, Hopper. You've got access to my Google Drive where this clash is at. Yeah. You probably want to go watch it just to hear Jim Cornette's... Uh, how many times do you think he got canceled on commentary that night, Crockett? Oh, it was four or five. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll mention one thing he said. He he made a joke about the not a lot of hillbillies at, at the building, right, Crockett? Yes. And then he said, but I see there's a lot of Mexican people here. The The Border Patrol uh, must not be doing a good job. That was one thing. And then he said, Mexicans uh, aren't good or are, are wonderful people. They're good people. Everybody should own one. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And Jim Ross, Crockett back me up on this, completely no sells it each time because he's just like, dude, you're over the top. I can't, I can't deal with this. So it's very interesting. Uh, Crockett, did you have anything from the opening with these two? Um, no. So I know what Harper's going to say. He's going to say no. no. So on that note, we'll keep the show moving. We go to the first match. We got Norman the Lunatic versus Pat Rose. Norman comes out to shout. We've seen this a bunch of time. Bro, Norman I cuts a promo. I thought it was Go gonna ahead. be fucking uh Johnny B. Bad at first. When I heard that fucking music. He came out to shout too? It sounds like something he would have came out to. Oh, he didn't come out to shout though. It's the same genre. Bro, <laughs> let me tell you something. Comparing anything to look, I like Johnny B. Bad. I know people are gonna say, what the hell's wrong with you? Man, 
that that's an insult to compare anything to Norman with Johnny B. Bad. Bro, I thought he was black forever. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, I remember a he, lot. he was like on uh, BT. He got invited on to B- BET. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think it was like him and PM, him and PM News, and neither of them ended up being black. PM News was a black either. No. Fuck. No, he's a white guy. What about junkyard dog. <laughs> How? Are you are you trying to be funny? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Harper. Hey, Harper, look, there's still people who comment on our YouTube channel. When they see a picture of you, they go, I thought he was black. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, we go to Pat Rose and Norman the Lunatic, and I need to go to some commentary here because I really think JR and Cornette are just like, this is stupid. They're the, uh, Cornette especially can't stand Norman. Just listen to, listen to this back and forth with these two for the next few seconds. Take his teeth, add him to his IQ, and then multiply by three, he still wouldn't get a triple digits. I took him to lunch last week. How cost, about, what kind of loan did you have to take out? Cost me $233, excluding tip. I'm sure you charged it to the company. No, as a matter of fact, I charged it to your, your account. What? Well, I thought you guys were buddies. I thought somebody had been in my wallet. Norman... Lovable guy, the fans, kids especially. They're bringing him teddy bears. He's, he's keeping them all. He took me to his house. I saw his teddy bear collection. He's got hundreds of them. I'm not kidding. Uh, I believe he wanted to play. He wanted me to play with him. I said, ah, oh, you know. I... For some unknown reason, I believe every single word you say about Norman. I don't know why. I don't know. I took it. Hopper is. They're just farting around because this is so stupid. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it. I couldn't stand this mask because in the beginning, he throws him in a fucking corner and gives him a goddamn hip toss. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, yeah, Norman took a hip toss. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he gets two feet <laughs> off the fucking ground. <laughs> this is the roll. Yeah. Son of a he gets bitch. He's off the fucking ground. <sighs> I don't. Uh, Crockett, you got anything from this nonsense? Norman's going to win. Yeah. Look at that awesome drop kick. Look at the drop kick. Watch this drop kick again. Norman drop kicks Pat Rose in the waist. <laughs> and Pat Rose is like five foot six. <laughs> I mean, it's Pat Rose is not a tall dude. I'm saying he's five six. He may be five eight. I don't know. My point is he's not a big man. And he drop kicks him in the waist. Kick to the dick. Think, kick to the dick. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Crockett, you got any other thoughts or we'll keep moving? Uh, Ross says that Norman took it to his house. Is he's, he out of the mental ward? Or is that the... I thought he like he's still wearing the scrubs. Does that mean he's got a home? I, I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> his mama you know, takes they, care of him. It his mama takes care of him. That's right. My my honest answer is, it's just the shits. I don't. I mean, seriously. Yeah, really, huh? He he, Harper. Uh, if you just saw the clash, you know, again to get it, tinyurl.com/slash/patreon/btt. He wrestled Kevin Sullivan, and Kevin Sullivan and him fought to a bathroom, a women's bathroom, 
and Kevin Sullivan fell out of the bathroom at the end, and Norman came out with a with a toilet seat, and he was declared the winner. Well, good for him. Yeah, that's what I said too. Yeah. We I don't think moving. Kevin Sullivan got to hip toss him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're right. Keeping the show moving, we keep going. Uh, we're gonna go to a bunch of commercials uh, and uh, the Russell War. We also get the Russell War rap again. Uh, I didn't really make notes of these commercials because it felt like they were mostly replays. Uh, maybe the Bic one was new that we saw, but the Starburst one where they're surfing, I feel like we've seen this one a bunch of times. Diet Seven Up, uh, Crockett, you haven't been with us. Any thoughts on these commercials? You haven't you haven't been talking about these commercials with us. You got any thoughts? Um, no, it's, I mean, I've been, I just watched this episode with you guys and I was sick of the commercials by the end of it. I mean, I can understand where you guys are coming from. I mean, it's, it's fun to see like the, like some of like the failed movies, um, in the, the commercials. And I saw one commercial, uh, Larry Bird versus, uh, Michael Jordan. I'm like, Larry Bird was still playing yeah. in, in 1990. It was a sports illustrated commercial. Yeah. yeah. I guess he played till 92. I had no idea. Yep. Yeah, because uh, he was on the original Dream Team, so he was still going. I mean, his his back by that point was shot to shit, but... That commercial you know. for fucking Nightbreed, that was a badass movie. I barely what? remember that. Yeah. Barely remember it. I tell you what, they're getting some hell of money from Alka-Salsa because they run that every <laughs> week six yeah. times. I mean, it's it's overkill. Um, that and what's the other one? Um, not Tums. There's another one they run. But anyway, yeah, a bunch of replays on the commercials. We keep moving. And Jim Cornette and Jim Ross, they're going to throw to a replay of Sting getting kicked out of the Horseman that we talked about at the beginning of the show. And then the end of the cage match that we've uh, we've been talking about, too, over the last few weeks. Again, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT to get access to that uh, in our review of it all. Lots of fun. Uh, we did about two and a half hours of audio on that show. Good stuff there. Harper, uh, Crockett and I really don't have anything to say about it. Did you want to mention anything about Sting getting kicked out the horseman? I think it's about time. <laughs> well, and I have a feeling next week when Doc returns and um, whatnot, he's going to have a lot to say about, as he calls it, the course correction. Yeah. Crockett, we never talked about it. Did you like Sting back in the day? I mean, during this time. Oh yeah, he's one of the uh, one of the biggies. Yeah, the, the, the baby faces going the NWA. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's he was my guy. I think. Wow. Okay. Uh, we we get Sting gets a lot of hate on this show from Doc and and Harper. Um, I think it's because of the how at the end of his promos when he when he's uh <laughs> I mean when he's a wolf. promo wise maybe not the best but. Yeah, he was an exciting baby face. Oh, he's cut some doozies. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, anyway, um, yeah, it's if we're gonna be honest. I mean, I, I tell the truth. You like it's 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 pretty bad sometimes. I mean, if we're we're telling the truth here. All right. So with that said, we're gonna go to a promo now. This is after they show a replay. We got the Horsemen. We got Arn, Flair, and Oli, and they've got something to say coming off the heels of Sting. Uh, getting kicked out of the horsemen and them winning their cage match at the clash. What I like for a change, we can be ourselves. For a change, we can be the horsemen once again. Sting, think about it. You think you're dealing with a couple of kids out here? You're talking about the horsemen. 
The men that made wrestling. For a long time, you've been just too ambitious. Climbing that ladder. Came a point there where we almost thought maybe there was a change in you, Sting. <laughs> when you want to become one of the four horsemen, we said, well, maybe the guy is going to be like us. Maybe he wants to work. Maybe he wants to wrestle like us. But then you made the big mistake. As a horseman, you are dumb enough to think that we were going to stand by and let you go after this man's title. Take his money, take his home. <laughs> what do we look like, Sting? I'm wearing black right now because all of us are going to be in mourning. Before it's done, Sting, we're going to bury you. <laughs> Keep in mind, Sting, you're just like the rest of those spoonheads out there. <laughs> they don't know what they want to be when they grow up. Oh, I want to be a horseman. I want to be champion. Well, gentlemen, in this life, there are people that want things and there are people that have things. You didn't want to run with the pack. You didn't want to hang around for the parties. Now the party is going to be in your lap. Tell them, mate. You know what the problem is with you, Sting? You think that we're standing here <laughs> by the grace of God. Well, that's not fact. The fact is we have bled, we have sweat, and we have partied our way across this universe. We own it. We rule it. You don't like it? Ha! Do something about it. We're through being anything less than what we are. And that is the very best this sport has to offer. You think I got a big mouth? Shut it! Be in Greensboro! Shut my mouth! You're a punk! And you'll get it! Just like you got it last time. Right, boys? Horseman style! Woo! You know, why don't you dry it up? You know, you, you're, you think it's a real funny thing. Sting got betrayed by people he trusted. I ought to do this with yours instead of mine. Hey, it's Sting's fault if he trusted somebody he shouldn't have trusted. It's not any of my concern. It shouldn't be Ric Flair's concern. It shouldn't be any of the horsemen's concern. Because the point is, they're the preeminent group in professional wrestling, and Sting's out of the picture. They're no fools. You think Flair was going to give up that belt in Greensboro without a fight? <laughs> He's demoralized Sting. Sting will never gut it up. Well, we'll, He'll never get it back. We'll find out a little bit later in the program because we have some comments from Sting we'll hear from oh, later. Sure and we'll, we'll be back with that. more World Championship Wrestling right after this. That outfit Ole's got on screams asshole and dickhead with the suspenders and the black shirt. Uh, he's really looking yeah. like, as, as Mike Watson says on the Facebook group, uh, he's got his Do Somebody In outfit on. Harper, what do you think about this? I, I love fucking Arn Anderson. He was fucking great. Spoonhead. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean, spoonhead? <laughs> what I'm does that Google mean? that. Google it. Yeah, I'm sure. I look in Urban Dictionary. I'm, I yeah. bet it's got a real good one there. Jesus. Uh, Arn, kicked, Arn hit me with that. Uh, or it, it got me when he said, in this life, what do you say? In this life, there are people that want things and people that have things. And basically, he's basically saying, we have things. This was good. Uh, Crocker, what'd you think? Yeah, it was, it was solid all, all around. Uh, Oli, um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, he just looks like an old man to me with the uh, the suspenders. But Yeah, uh, he does. He looks, like, he looks like the guy you see going to the fucking, you, you fuck a local, your, your local uh, Ace Hardware to get some fucking nails or something. <laughs> he needs a box of wood screws. Yeah. 
I mean, legitimately, the only thing that shirt's missing is it doesn't have a pocket on the chest. Yeah. With a pack of Margot uh, Reds in them. <laughs> and a fucking and a uh, uh, a uh, Marine Corps Zippo in it. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to know, like, wh when did they decide to? Because, like, like you guys said, um, or we were talking about on the the Patreon show, there was no indication whatsoever that that Sting was on the outs with the Horseman, right? So, wh why did they decide, and when did they decide that they were going to do this turn? About two or three weeks ago, Jim Ross on commentary tried to like plant seeds of doubt. Like he was, he was saying, "Hey, I wonder what's going to happen." You know, Flair versus Sting. What's going on here? And so that happened. But then they came out and cut the promo. The Horseman is did, and Sting was like, "Oh no, no problem." And Flair was like, "Oh no problem." So like that was the only real tease that they that they did. What I'm not sure about, what I forget timeline wise, is. Around this time, Ole becomes the head of the booking committee. And I just don't know if that's how it was decided at that point. If Sting, I thought Ole became head of the booking committee like after the clash, but I could be wrong timeline wise. Ben Martin, a uh, longtime patron, he was telling me we were talking about this or he posted it on Facebook too to remind us like what the timeline looked like. But I'm not sure if that's why, but yeah, they never teased it. They they never teased it. No one knew. I mean, I guess it's easy for us now to go, well, he didn't fit. I mean, just look at him. But yeah. that's hindsight, you know. At the time, when they were baby faces and he was a baby face, I didn't think about it at this time. I was like, oh, okay, he's a member of the Horsemen and the Horsemen are baby faces. But I tell you, I'm not sure when it was decided, but I do know that the Horsemen are heels. I don't. You know, you can't have Ole Anderson as a baby face. Just look at him. I mean, he's got yeah. that. He, he's a curmudgeon in, in real life, and it comes across on the screen uh, for what it's worth. Yeah, it, um, it, does smell, it does smell like that there's some sort of changing of the guard. It just feels like something happened behind the scenes for such an about face. Yeah, it just yeah. Sucks, I, man. Dude, what if Tully would have just been there? <laughs> Yeah, you know, because because Harper gets mad about the Tully thing <laughs> because how did you say it, Harper? How do you how do you get how do you get in trouble for a drug test that happened at another job? What, what how do you yeah. put it? I always forget. Like for real, like like that's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> and the thing is, everybody was fucked up. Yeah, that's the other thing. Who wasn't, you know, getting in? Exactly. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know, man. You, who knows, right? Yeah. But it is it is kind of, I mean, I don't know. It was Jim Hurd who I think made that decision, though. So, let's see. I was trying to look at the time. I'm looking up the timeline right now for things. So, Flair actually resigned from the booking committee after the clash. And in heat between Flair and Hurd leads to the booking committee staying intact with Ole Anderson now being appointed by Hurd as the head. So what I don't know is if Flair, if Hurd wanted, if Hurd was like, we're going to kick Sting out, 
I don't know. That's what I don't know. I, so, Ben, if you know and you're out there, post in the Facebook group about this or, or tweet it to me on Twitter and, and we'll talk about it and we can uh, retweet it or whatever. But I do know. So according according to this timeline that I have, Flair resigns as Booker after the clash that we just reviewed, Crockett. Uh, clash 10, right? Yep. And, he, and then the heat between Flair and Hurd leads to Ole uh, being the head of the booking committee. Uh, appointed by Hurd. Uh, Hurd is the head, but Ole uh, was appointed by Hurd as the head. That's what it is. Ole is appointed by Hurd as the head of the committee. Okay. So anyway, um, it's not until mid-March, as we're talking about this, that Ole is going to dissolve the booking committee and he becomes the head booker. So we got we got about another month and then Ole is completely booking. So anyway, um, that's that. Keeping it moving, uh, we get a bunch of look. We see in the big, big uh, razor commercial again. Big I mean, meadow. God, what do you shave with now, Hopper? Uh, I got Dollar Shave Club and 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 be honest, those like shitty big razors. Jesus. Yeah. God, you don't shave your head with that, do you? No, fuck no. I got manscaped for that. What do you shave your ass with? Your face. <laughs> Come on, That's grow up! <laughs> What's wrong That's with fun. you, man? I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. You're damn right. Well, we'll keep the show moving. Uh, Jim Ross throws to one of the U.S. Ta- they've been talking about this U.S. Tag Team Title Tournament. So Jim Ross throws to one of the U.S. Tag Team Title Tournament matches, which is in Greenville, South Carolina, at the Memorial Auditorium, which should look familiar to our Smoky Mountain Wrestling listeners and our Pod listeners out there. Because this is where the first Smoky Mountain Wrestling taping is, if memory serves me correctly. It was a little bit less full than this building at this time. They got a very nice crowd here. The match is going to be the Dynamic Dudes versus the Mod Squad. This actually originally aired on Worldwide Wrestling on February 3rd, 1990. We got Funk and Chris Cruz on commentary. And like I said, there's a big crowd and for what it's worth, the crowd is really into this thing. I am tired of the dynamic dudes. It's I'm exhausted with them at this point. But anyway, I'll throw it to Crockett. You got anything from this? I mean, first of all, Shane Douglas basically does Z-Man's finish, which is like the well, the finish they used at the Clash, where he uh, jumps out of the corner, reverse uh, crossbody. Uh, yeah. Doesn't pin him with it, but... Um, and Chris Cruz literally doesn't know the Mod Squad's names. <laughs> if you notice, he just says Mod Squad for everything. The fact the fat guy goes on the top rope and he says Mod Squad on the top rope. He just <laughs> literally doesn't know their names. <laughs> uh, it's crazy because that this is Mac and Jim Jeffers, and then they came back as the Mod Squad. But uh, from the Badlands of New Orleans, what the piss is that? I don't <laughs> That's know. That's right. I mean. Can we get somebody to at least tell them that that means nothing to people from New Orleans? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Harper, you got anything from this? I think that Mob Squad looked good. Bruh. It was a fun comes, little match. It was good. Like, as far as the crowd was into it, when the yeah. heels were getting the heat, they're they're cheering for the baby faces. I tell you, this, this might be the only town where, I'm joking when I say this, where Douglas and... and <laughs> and Johnny Ace actually get cheers as baby faces. It's it's a little yeah, wild, but them. yeah, like but again, this is your this is a typical old Crockett town, so it's kind of natural that 
Like, they accept the fact that these guys are the faces, even though we're just worn out on Johnny Ace at this point. Uh, the, the finish of this is one of the Mod Squad members misses a big elbow off the top, and Douglas is going to roll up the Mod Squad member. I didn't even write down which one it was, and the dudes are going to win. Wrong team won. Over <laughs> any thoughts? Yeah, on that? that sounds about right. <laughs> Wrong team won. Crockett, who should have won? What's crazy is you get the mob squad. They're supposed to be this, like the asshole cops. And then it's the highway patrol next. The state patrol. State patrol, yeah. Yeah, the state patrol. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got, as I've told you numerous times on this show, if I could do a police officer gimmick right now, I would get some organization thrown off television. Because <laughs> I would lean into it in the worst way possible. And I say that in a wrestling way of getting heat. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Mod Squad are going to um, gonna lose this thing. Crockett, any other thoughts before I keep going? No, I do like how uh, Terry Funk plugs an upcoming match later on Worldwide. Ranger Ross and Ranger Norman versus the Skyscrapers. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know that if I'm happy. That sounds ha- like a fucking nightmare. I don't know if I'm happy I missed that or I'm sad. Hopper, set your VCR for that one, pal. Yeah, bro. I'm cool. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the show keeps going. We go to another commercial. Boy, these commercials, man. They will play commercial after commercial after commercial. Uh, we get, I think we've seen this before. It is. Michael Jordan, Come Fly With Me, Sports Illustrated special where they were given the, the Come Fly With Me VC VHS. Anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, look, there's your old Spank Bank, Hopper, the uh, mm, one oh yeah, one edition. Those pages would definitely be stuck together. <laughs> Wait, you like the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue more or the Sears catalog? What was your go-to? Oh, God. The Sports Illustrated, dude, that was a big magazine, dude. Oh, yeah. Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. That first Tyra Banks one? Jesus. Mm. The Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue was damn, I mean, like, you can't tell kids nowadays it was like porn because they'll never get it because, you know, they actually have actual porn at their fingertips. But, you know, we couldn't just Google big titty broads back in the day. I mean, you know, we literally had nothing. So the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, I think, to Crockett's question, it was exponentially more valuable than the Lingerie Sears catalog because you actually actually had world-class models Mm. in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Either that or you find find, uh, Playboys in the Woods. I remember that, dude. Used to find why, why is it always a thing? Everybody's fun. It was the woods. Why? Dude. Hopper, I, I, let me tell you a story. I, I'll never understand this. I don't think I've ever turned, told this on the show before. My grandfather lived way down in... My grandfather on my dad's side of the family lived way down in South uh, St. Bernard Parish. In uh-huh. um, Do you like know... Like, shit? Yes. Do you know where Hopedale is? Yeah. He lived down there, him and my grandmother. And so like summers, some summers I go down there for a week or so or two and whatnot. Cause I mean, you know, they were retired and and whatever. And there was like a dump 
like down there, I remember not a dump, but like it, was just, it wasn't a real dump, but people would go there and just throw shit, you know? Because I mean, yeah. there's fucking nothing down there. You're in the middle of nowhere. There's a there's a there's a bayou and water on one side, a two lane highway, and then there's camps and houses on the other, and there's only a house every one hundred and uh, you know two hundred three hundred yards, whatever. So I ain't been down there since like before Katrina. But anyway, um, so I don't know what it looks like now. I remember going to this dump and one of my cousins was like, man, I'm telling you, they always have playboys out. There. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, you got playboys. So, dude, I'm like, what, seven years old? You know, eight years old? Sure enough, the first time I ride with my grandfather and my cousin in his, in his old beat up, beat up Chevrolet pickup truck, there's a freaking, we, we stumble upon, I think it was one or two playboys. I was like, are you kidding me? Man, you want, dude, for an eight-year-old, that's oh, some yeah. serious material, man. Harry Bush. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they call her Blackbeard. Anyway, uh, yeah, why did they? Why were they always in the woods or thrown? Always, like what? Like in vacant lots and shit. Oh, fuck, we used to find them. Like, did people go there to crank off and they threw them away after? I'm confused. The only thing is, I can think kids must have hit them there. I guess. And they, I guess you just jerk off in the fucking weeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. I remember one time when oh. we were little uh -oh. kids. Uh oh, yeah, we were riding our bikes, being little fucking kids, and we, and the garbage man's driving by, and he figured the garbage, and it's these, it's these uh black dudes, right? The fucking garbage man. And they get out and like, oh yeah, 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 oh yeah. I was like, fuck, what are they excited about? Bro, we go look, there's a whole box of fucking nudie mags. <laughs> and we took a few of them. Yahtzee! And they took the others. <laughs> oh man. Uh, That's a good day for a tracks, man. Yeah. <laughs> he got his comeuppance and they did too. Oof. Yeah, I don't. I, I, somebody out there is listening and going to tell us why the nudie mags were always in a, <laughs> at a dump or in the woods somewhere. Weirdest thing ever. Let's keep the show moving. We did see a replay of the clash with the Road Warriors versus the Skyscrapers from the clash that we just did. So nothing there. We then go to a match with the Road Warriors versus the State Patrol. Um, If you watch this, the State Patrol do something that that no other team usually does when it comes to the Road Warriors. We joke about the Road Warriors hitting the ring and ready to to beat ass. Watch these two guys. They're trying to get their like gear off so that they can be ready for the beatdown. Like they're not wasting time. And I thought, well, at least these are these guys. Look at them. You see how they're rushing? They're like, all right, let's go, get this go, crap go, off. Go, 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 go. They're coming. Uh, so you know, and I I don't know. I mean, like. You know, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker and whatnot. They, they these guys are to me they're 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 good enhancement talents and they know what they're doing. Now the Road Warriors they didn't hit the ring and, and, and beat the hell out of them. If you notice, they kind of uh, wait for things to settle down. But uh, it, it ends up being uh, it actually ends up being a good match to me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what do you have from it, Hopper? Anything? I want that Road Warriors shirt that Paul Ellerin's wearing to the ring. I didn't even notice it. I didn't make yeah, a note. Bro. Like well, look look at this. I mean the the 
the Road Warriors are being different here with these two. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't just bum rush him and whatnot. It actually, I don't know, at one point, like at the beginning, Buddy Lee Parker, he's got a set of nads on him, man. He's standing face-to-face with Hawk, and I'm like, dude, have you seen what this guy does to people? Yeah. You're brave. Uh, but then he bumped a re- bump, bump really good for him. It was a good match. I mean, it wasn't one of those one-minute squash matches like we've seen or less with the Road Warriors. Crockett, what did you have from it? Yeah, Cornette put over on commentary, too, that they're not like blowing through these guys like usual. They're kind of systematically taking them apart as a message to the skyscrapers. So uh, Cornette using that as a way to put over the what the happened with the skyscrapers of the clash and what's going to happen upcoming at Russell War. So it's good. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. Like I said, the, the match, it actually has some length to it, which most of their matches just, just never do. So Warriors are going to win, though, in... Um... Again, wasn't wasn't real quick, but they do win. All right. On that note, we're going to go now to the Road Warriors. They're going to cut a promo, and uh, here they are after their match. No horsemen. That's why when you asked us, Ric Flair, to be your partner, and you aren't Anderson, we never think we could trust you. That's why we saw what you do with Sting and Sting. Anytime, any place you need your brothers in paint, we'll be there. But first of all. Skyscrapers, we've had it. Second on Michigan, you had a cheap shot me and jumped me from behind. Then at Marietta TV, you had a run down when we're in the match with the Samoans and jump us from behind. Now we want you. Chicago Street Fight, our style, the way we like it. Right, Hawk? What I'd like to know is this. How come it takes five of you against the three of us? Well, I'll tell you why. You know the reason why. Scared men pull knives. They never use them. You're scared men. And well, you should be. Because you have the wrath of the warriors to face. That's not a pretty thing. Good for us, bad for you. Pretty intense as usual. Crockett, you got anything from it? I just like how Animal starts the promo basically saying, we're not dumb fucks like Sting. We wouldn't have worked with the horse whenever. <laughs> <laughs> That's classy. Harbor, uh, uh, anything from you? But what do you say? Scared men pull knives? Never use them. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yes, sir. Harper, I just looked down at the text message that you sent during that promo. <laughs> it was the first chance I had to see your headset picture. This has to be posted in the Facebook group so that people can see what you do to headsets, man. I, I, I'm... I got to say, I respect you, Booker, man. That's impressive. <laughs> it's impressive. Okay. Keeping it moving, we get more commercials. Uh, the Ruse commercial again with Sting. Uh, a bunch of Dude, other stuff as well. The Keep fucking Luger ahead, commercial. Those shoes don't look bad. Yeah, these aren't the... These Ruse aren't the Ruse like, like... Like the Steiners had on. Like what Rick Steiner had. Well, look at Sting's. I mean, they're not... Yeah, those don't look almost, the fuck. I would have worn those in fucking 1990. They look like wrestling, almost like wrestling shoes a little. I don't know. Hard to say. Uh, then we get a Sega so, Genesis yeah. does what Nintendo don't. Don't. Sound it out. Crockett, were you a Genesis or a Nintendo guy? Oh, Nintendo guy all the way. Yeah. Now, if I was comparing Sega Genesis to the 8-bit Nintendo... I was playing Sega Genesis, but I mean, Super Nintendo was fucking better than Sega Genesis. Well, yeah, I was thinking the original Nintendo. When oh, I yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, I, I was I was original Nintendo over Sega Genesis. But yeah, I know what you're saying that the Sega Genesis was a step up in terms of yeah. graphics. I tell you what, Chris Zaha in the Facebook group, he cranks off the Sega Genesis. Who doesn't? <laughs> All right, we keep moving. I bet you Lance doesn't. He he cranks it to his uh world-class programs, trust me. You think he has one of those uh Von Eric board games? Yes. <laughs> that was always advertised in the magazines. Yeah. Yes. I know for a fact he does. Yes, he does. I've always wondered Hopper. who who fucking made that and where did you could you buy that in Dallas from like fucking Kmart or was that just from the magazine? They never had it in New Orleans. I could tell you that much. Yeah, but I was thinking maybe in Dallas they, they they may have sold that like at the local Kmart or something. Well, my mom used to go to Kmart. Remember Zares, Hopper? Ah, yeah, Zares. They had Zares. They had Zares. Where you're from? Crockett? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They had Zares. Like there's there was a Zares in the Gentilly Woods Mall, Hopper. Yeah. Like my mom used to go there because that was like a I don't I don't want to call it the, the the throwaway one, but there was all kind of crap in there. It was never in there. I, I never saw it on the shelves anywhere. Yeah, I never saw it fucking anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's got it. I mean, he's got chairs from the Sportatorium. Come on, I mean, bro, bro dude, that's fucking awesome, bro. Yeah, it is. Um, now we see a movie, uh, one million years BC. Jesus I remember that Christ. terrible movie on on TBS. I'm a Virgo. One million years BC. Uh, look, Hopper, twelve twenty-five a.m. Eastern tonight. So yeah. stay Set up and watch it after the wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> now what's this shit with the because? Oh, Night oh tracks. Okay, okay, that was like the MTV deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Night tracks. Uh, that that's what was on at like I don't know. I guess two o'clock in the morning. Look, yep, two twenty-five yeah. a.m. Night tracks. Anyway, boy, we keep it moving. Um, after that, we do see a promo from the skyscrapers. I, I want to play it because Teddy Long just makes me laugh. Just, yeah, just watch Teddy Long. Oh end. dear God. <laughs> <laughs> let's well, let's listen to it and then we'll talk about it on the other side. Tuesday night, right at the clash, you people have the have the chance to see exactly what the skyscrapers, the real deal, dangerous dance Spivey, mean Mark Callis did to the road runners. That's what I'm gonna call them from now on. But all we did is got them primed for the Chicago street fight where you can bring anything and anything goes. Now, dangerous Dan, you tell them, baby. Road warriors. The skyscrapers are no big yellow bus. Yeah. You ain't got to pay nothing to get on. Just it's going to cost you everything to get off. You know it, baby. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. The- Dude, that, they, okay, just so you know, get used to that dance. He's going to be doing that dance a lot going forward. Um, That's pretty good, Hopper. Yeah. Any thoughts on, any thoughts on it? <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Watch them dance. Oh, God. Um, Crockett, you got any thoughts on that uh, promo and Teddy dancing? No, Teddy dancing. He does like a nice heel laugh to start the thing, and it's classic all the way. Yes, sir. So we keep the show moving. We get the skyscrapers: Danny Spivey and uh, Mean Mark versus Zan Panzer and Sean Regal. The skyscrapers are going to win. I really didn't have any notes from it other than watching Teddy prancing as he comes out with his team. Do you have anything from this, Crockett? Cornette says at one point that Mean Mark is going to be one of the great ones. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how often he said that, but kind of prophetic. Yeah, 
he says it like in the beginning. I was like, well, he is right. And he, he never says that about Danny Spivey. Oh, he says Danny Spivey looked better than he than he has. Yeah. That's all he said. <laughs> I feel bad because I don't hate Spivey. It's just, I just never. I don't hate him either. It's just, it's, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? And I kept looking for that fucking vein that I saw on Dark Side of the Ring. And really, he, he don't have it here. Dude, he looked like Freddy Krueger. Bruh, I couldn't believe that was him. Me either. The only reason I realized it was not just seeing the graphic, but his voice. Yeah. And the bug eyes. <laughs> Incredible. Um, Yeah, the bug eyes, too. This match, um, I don't know. Crockett, yeah. anything else from it? No, there's nothing to it, really. Yeah. Uh, hey, Hopper. Hey, Hopper. You know, you know what the best gimmick was, huh? Fucking Callaway. <laughs> I can't wait to see him at the Wildcat show July 31st. He's going to be there, bro. Oh, and let's just say the BTT contingent that is traveling there, that has confirmed with me that they will be there, rumor has it they may be in the same section as old D-Man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of there's a lot of BTT listeners coming to on to Wildcat July 31st. That's so what if I you heard, haven't, man, because I saw Luke and I was like, bro, are they really coming? It's like, yeah, man, they're gonna be here. Yep. I mean, hey, look, there's a bunch of them have posted their their plane tickets, not plane, you know, their their schedule on the Facebook group, like Phil Allen and Armando Martinez and Mike Prue from the JV Goon Squad. Sean Sparks is driving in. Adam Price, Tim Morecci, your friend Tim Morecci that you still that well you met Tim. That's right back uh, at WrestleCore yeah. a few years ago. Tim's gonna be there. I mean, it's gonna be, yeah, man. Lots of people coming in for the show from out of town. You're Mike welcome. Mike Pruce coming up here. Yeah, Mike Pruce coming. He um he contacted me and was asking me about hotels, and then he sent me an email say, hey man, I booked the hotel. He's flying in that Friday night and flying out Sunday. Wow. Oh, 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 okay. He's flying out Sunday. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, he's flying. Like, actually, I think most people are flying that are from, you know, more than, say, a, you know, seven, eight hour drive. If, like, I mean, like Sparks and Adam, they're, they're in Mississippi, so it's not a long drive for them. Yeah. But yeah, most people, most people are flying. Um, Most people are yeah. flying in and makes sense. I told but, my girlfriend, I was like, yeah, Mike's going to be here. Well, she's like, is, is Doc coming? And it's like, no, bro, Doc ain't coming. I said, look, Doc could walk into this house right now. I wouldn't know who the fuck he is. You wouldn't know until he opens his mouth. And I was, she's like, really? I was like, I have no, I legit have no clue what the fuck he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing Hopper does know is his government name. Yeah. Which nobody else knows but me. But yeah, he, Terry Hopper, what'd you say? <laughs> Terry Beleva. <laughs> I actually asked him, I said, hey man, you want to go? He's like, nah, bruh. You know how I am with these people. It's better I don't meet them. <laughs> like his shit yeah. don't stink. Let me tell y'all something. He gets on this damn show and he talks a lot of smack. And he makes me seem like I'm the bad guy. That fool literally says all the time, so glad I'm not in that Facebook group to deal with these people. Glad uh, it's something you and Harper got to deal with. Because, <laughs> ugh, ugh, 
Those people. Ugh. I was like, what do you mean? I mean, they're your people. Most of them are, are caucasoids. And he's like, huh, yeah, that's not my people. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, Doc gets on here and he plays it up for y'all. But trust me, you don't want to be a Docaholic because he's an ass in real life. <laughs> um, Yeah, it is. But anyway, yeah, we'll have fun. Uh, is, uh, is Tiffany going to be? Is she going to be at the show? Yeah, she's going to be there. Good. I'll introduce her to uh, Sasha, my wife Sasha. Yeah. Not, not that one. Not, not, not the one Crockett's got on speed dial over there. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll keep, we'll keep moving. Uh, tons of commercials that are replays. Um, I don't have anything from them. Crockett, did you have anything? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, they. Whoa, what the fuck they, was that? Well, that was knew that sexual, would get you. Huh? Bro, blood go back. boiling. Watch this. I'm shit. on it. Watch this. <laughs> It drips down. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to tell the people what you're oh, my God about? They're pouring the Diet 7 up out the can, and it freezes as it goes down, and it's one little drop drips down the frozen 7 up, and it drips right on his broad's tongue, and she just takes it like a champ. <laughs> 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 Doc, down, huh? that's him that's a serious marketing for a commercial man let me tell you <laughs> Bro, look that'll dude, make dude a dollar nine nine a burger king fuck for fries and a whopper mm -hmm. while supplies last well, seven Go up ain't playing games right <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right um I've got a timestamp, but I don't have a note for this next segment that I'm about to play. Uh, it is. Hold on, it's coming up. My dad. Brett Maverick, that the shit. lazy. Really? Yeah. Uh, let's go to Cornette. He's got some comments before he, before the Midnight Express match coming up. Here it is. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to center stage of World Championship Wrestling. The Midnight Express will be next. I, what do you get to say about that? Well, let me, yeah, I'll tell you exactly. Shut up, you morons, for about two seconds. Let me say something. You see, for a long time, the longest, most bitter, bloody, brutal feud in the history of professional wrestling was the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Five long years it took us, but finally, we ran the Rock and Roll Express out of the NWA. Now they sit back. For two long years, they have thought and thought while they were wallowing in obscurity, how can we get back at the Midnight Express? How can we get back at Jim Cornette? And finally, they think they've come up with a plan. They've returned to the NWA. Well, we have signed to meet the Rock and Roll Express again one more time. It ain't going to take us five years this time. It's going to take us one match. And in February, the U.S. Tag Team Championship Tournament going strong. We are once again going to wear those titles around our waist because it's been too long since the Midnight Express had belts around their waist so all these genetic defects out here could realize just exactly how talented the Midnight Express, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan, really are. That's what I got to say about the Midnight Express. And now we're going to go wrestle just for you. Fans, let's go up to Rhubarb Jones. I get the feeling Jim Ross didn't appreciate Cornette spitting all in his face. Uh, any thoughts on that, Crockett? No, it was, you know, your standard Cornette promo. Nothing wrong with it. He was spitting on him, though. That, that oh, was yeah. cool. 
<laughs> and then he realized it, and it just amped it up some more. Of course. Uh, Harper, anything from you? Well, this is an old feud, man, that fucking never gets old, huh? Well, in their defense, at least they went away for a little while. Yeah. Because, I mean, at least it wasn't going on since, you know, 87. I mean, it's it's obviously been going on since 86, but at least they kind of went away and the Midnight's still been here outside of a small time when he went to Continental. But yeah, it's probably, it is an old feud. That's for damn sure. And they're trying to remake it, trying to get it going again. All right. We get the Midnight Express versus Robbie Idol and Paul Drake. Norman is going to join Jim Ross on commentary because Cornette is out at ringside with his team. I don't know what the piss they were trying to do. I don't have a timestamp, but they're trying to make jokes, and it's just dumb. It's very stupid. I mean, look, look, he's got the wire over his head because he's dumb. This is just dumb. It's really dumb. Do you have anything for McCrockett? Well, Norman is worse with a headset than Harper. Yeah, fucking... He's so bad at fucking everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's so bad at everything. I love it. Um, Yeah. It's... Y'all got to watch this stuff in Calgary. It's as Maka Singh. I'm not saying he's the greatest of all time or anything, but it's... It's much better than this. It's this. This is just stupid, and that's all I got to say before I keep moving. Do you have anything else, Crockett? Is the Midnight Express win? No, I just noticed that there's like 15 seats right in front of the hard cam that are empty, like those red seats. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> just like kicking some seat fillers empty. over there. Yeah, there's actually a lot of empty seats in this taping for whatever reason, and I I'm not I'm not saying it's always jam-packed the capacity but we've seen some really nice crowds at center stage so it's really kind of odd that you literally have a bunch of empty seats right there where they should have just filled it in all right crockett i'm crockett uh harper you got to see something here so they showed this during the clash look at him he's he's over there just ready boy (laughs) you need to go get the lube i'm just gonna spit my hand your voice is gonna beat you to it. He's gonna spit. He just said he's gonna spit in his hand. Um, they played this during the clash. I'll play it for everyone here, though. Jr. is gonna throw it to Missy, who's plugging the WCW main event show that she's now co-hosting with Jim Ross. Here it is. Make a date with me, Missy Hyatt, right here on TBS for the main event wrestling. It'll be the best one yet because I'm Jim Ross's new co-host. Now at 6.05 this Sunday night on TBS, the Superstation. Now don't keep me waiting. Well, uh, Hopper, thoughts? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, bro. She said don't keep her waiting, too. I won't keep her waiting. I still wouldn't keep her waiting. She's something else during this time period, I tell you, man. I go join a Viet Cong with her. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Um, any other? Yes. Any any other thoughts on Missy Harper? I mean, dude, she's hot, huh? 
fuck. Unless he was something else yes. back then, man. Yeah, bro. Mm. All right. We keep going. We go to Doug Furnace versus Galaxian number one. I think we said it last week, but Furnace is an athlete, and my God, the legs on this dude are impressive. I don't have a lot of notes from it because he's just – Doug Furnace is impressive, man. He really is. Yeah, I don't know, Crockett. You haven't been with us. Uh, any thoughts on Furnace? No, he, he looked good. He does like that drop salt, basically, where he – does the uh, drop kick and just a, a full backflip out of it? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, looks awesome. He does a gorilla press, which like everybody in 1990 NWA does. It's like the super kick today. Everyone's doing gorilla press slams. He he did one, uh, you know, pretty impressive one. That that uh, he did that snap belly to belly suplex off the ropes. Really should have been the finish. It looked friggin' awesome. But he he does this like uh, yeah you yeah you'll talk about the finish right, Millie. His, well, his fucking legs look like they're drawn. Yes. I He's He's got tree trunks, Hopper. Bruh. It's and I mean, you got to like you just got to put your eyes on the dude's legs and I I mean, it's unre- I don't know how much he I don't know how much he squatted or leg pressed. But it was a couple of Volvos that he was yeah. pressing. Well, look at that, bro. That no drop kick, anymore. the drop kick that he does, where it's like it ends up being a drop salt. Like he drop kicks him and then he backflips out of it. It's, mm-hmm. it's he's just an athlete. He's a pure athlete. And you know who like we talk- that? The, the fucking Star Man from the fucking Nintendo uh, <laughs> wrestling game. <laughs> it's true. Uh. So did they have Furnace do it on a green screen so that he yeah. could do it? It's just he's so impressive. He do, like his leapfrogs, they look effortless. I mean, he gets it's up like he's so not high. Even yeah, he's just a hell of an athlete. And unfortunately, we talked about it on this last show, I believe. His brother, uh, who was a a great athlete at Tennessee as a lineman, got none of his wrestling ability. Rocket, you should have seen his stuff in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, his brother. Oh. Mike, right? Oh my yes. Bad isn't a way to put it. He just sucked. He must have skipped. In fairness. Leg day. He, no, it, he didn't skip leg day. He just he I don't know, every man. Day. <laughs> it wasn't no, it kind of wasn't fair to him. Like he didn't do all it wasn't a lot he didn't have a lot of training and he was yeah. he was real, real young and wrestling. It's kind of being mean to him, to be honest with you, but I mean, because he could have, he might have been one of those guys that got better over time, but we just never got to see it. He had that very, very short run there and in and out and done. And God bless Cornette giving him a, he gave that dude a run with the TV title. <sighs> That's all I got from it. Um, Any other thoughts, Crockett? No, no. He, yeah, like, no. like you said, excellent, uh, excellent uh, agility from this guy. How, how far in was he, like, into his career? Looks young. Um, how long had he had at this point? He's seasoned by this point. I don't remember exactly when he started, but yeah, he he's seasoned by now. Fuck, you gotta put him oh. in a horseman. I don't know, man. He wasn't the best promo. He wasn't the best promo though. That's the only thing. No, as as we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually don't even want to play it. Um, okay. He he cut right. the promo. Go ahead, Hopper. 
that fucking promo when fucking Jim Ross is like, I know you were a great high school athlete. I was like, didn't he play college football? Why don't you bring that shit up? I played fucking high school football. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'll play a little bit of the promo. He's got a little Tim Horner thing going here. He's he's worn out and blown up, man. Listen to him. I'm a native Oklahoman to the broadcast, Doug. Welcome to World Championship Wrestling. We didn't get a chance to talk to you last week. The world's strongest man. I know you've been a competitor all your life. Fans, the first time I saw this guy, he was a high school senior, Commerce High School, and I was officiating a state playoff game. You've come a long way, youngster. Well, thank you very much. I had a lot of help. You know, it's always good to see somebody from back home. Certainly, I'll tell you something. You've always been a competitor. I saw that when you are in high school. You've always hunted with the big dogs and this is where they are well that's right you know we were taught from coming from a small town that just because that's where you came from doesn't mean you know you can't reach higher goals so you know in the past we've always competed with the best competed against the russians in lifting alabama in football and so now we're here with the best in the nwa and we're going to compete with them i want to wish you the very best of luck we look forward to seeing much more of you my friend all right pal doug furness the world's strongest man and fans flying brian Asked for some time today. I think you're going to find his comments most interesting. Let's listen to them now. All right, we'll go to that in a second. You see what I mean, Hopper? By he had like a Tim Horner thing going, where Horner used to cut those promos and he was all blown up. I think he's just blown up and he wanted just to get through, just to get done with it. Yeah, I thought so yeah. too. Uh, Crockett, you got anything from it? Well, I'm just seeing here that he uh, debuted in '86, so he's four years in at this point, and he's 30. When this is happening, so he's got a couple years under his belt. Yeah, and I mean, like four years back then, if you're working every single night, that's a lot of matches. So yeah, it's not like four years in 2021, even before the pandemic. We work once a fucking month. (laughs) Oh yeah, or a few times a month at most, you know. Yeah. Let's go to Pillman now. He's got something he wants to say. I know Rick Flair is not here today, but Rick, I hope you hear what I have to say. I've experienced a lot of highs and a lot of lows competing in professional sports. I want to tell you, the biggest thrill of my life was when I came here to the NWA and got to rub elbows with the athlete I respect and admire more than anybody else in the world. I've been around the best athletes, the Lawrence Taylors, the Boomer Esiasons, the Joe Montanas. That was you, Ric Flair, the world champion, the nature boy, the man that represents class, the man that stands second to none. And when you took me under your wing and you brought me along and you gave me encouragement and the inspiration I needed, boy, I was in seventh heaven. But now I guess, you know, sometimes in life some crazy things happen. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm a little mixed up right now. And I know there's a lot of other kids out there like myself that really look up to you, Ric Flair. And I know they're wondering what happened. What went down there with Sting? And I guess we just want an explanation. And I hope sometime the next week you can stand to me face to face and look me in the eye. And, and hopefully we can work this out and come up with a solution. There's a lot of people out there that care. That was odd. Uh, that was my note. Yeah. I don't know if I like the way Pillman's got a plea to flare uh, to face him face to face, but I don't know. Harper, what'd you think? Yeah, it's like he's pleading to him to go to rehab or something or to turn himself <laughs> into the fucking police like he's on a run. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had the same thought. Not the same way, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, what'd you think, Crockett? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, a little odd premise for the promo, and just amazing how far he came, uh, you know, a few years later with just Pillman, just uh, you know, loose cannon whole thing. Uh, this, yeah, this isn't, uh, this is different. 
And he's, to be fair, he's had some really good babyface promos uh, over the last few months. The one thing that did cool him down was the whole Z-Man partnership and tagging them together. But he's had some good promos. This this one was just like a one-off that was extremely, extremely odd. And I, I just didn't, truly did not get it. It didn't make much sense to me. But, hey, it happens. We keep moving. Uh, I'm going to skip through the commercials because they were definitely all replays. And then JR is going to throw us back to uh, Greenville Memorial Auditorium. Uh, throws it to the U.S. Tag Title Tournament from Worldwide Wrestling. Uh, the match is Brian Pillman and Z-Man, because they are a tag team, versus the Royal Family, which, remember, is Jacko Victory and Rip Morgan and the little fella, uh, Lord Littlebrook, who's uh, running around the ring away from <laughs> Pillman. Uh, this, uh, again, is from Greenville, South Carolina, at the Memorial Auditorium. I think this also did air on the February 3rd episode of Worldwide. It aired, and now they're airing it here. I'm fine with that because they're kind of trying to finally get these belts on somebody who we haven't seen, I think, since like April of last year when uh, it was Rick Steiner and Eddie Gilbert that were champions. Once again, at this building, the crowd, to me, they love this match. They're really loud. They're cheering the faces, booing the heels. I, I, I These old Crockett towns, it's where the magic is. I bet it's still like that there today. Crockett, what did you think about the match and everything? I don't know who let a fire let a fire under Jacko Victory's ass, but this guy was bouncing all around ringside like a pinball. Like he went over the turnbuckle at one point to the floor. Another right. point, like he gets hit off the apron and flies into the barricade at ringside. I don't yep. know what was going on, but this guy was like bumping all over the place. He just flew on the video that we're watching. Uh, that, that I know yours is frozen, but uh, he just did. There was a spot where he flew to the floor from the ring apron and i mean he flies like he does not it's not a light bump he i mean that's a hell of a bump that he takes into the crowd into the barricade the barricade hits the fans so yeah he he was uh he was working here uh what else you got crockett if anything i always i don't know what it was i always thought rip morgan had something like yeah a, a good look good size i was wondering why he never like went further like to the wwf or anything like that i ended up looking it up he did have a dark match with Jacko Victory as a tag in 92 uh, with the WWF, but nothing came of it. Um, and I guess he re- retired. He, he went to Smoky Mountain that you guys have talked about in 92. Um, and then he did like Germany in 93, and that was it. And then I, I, I was looking up his career. 93, he was done. And then in 2001, Rip came back and had a match in England with PN News. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Uh, yo, baby. Yo, baby. Yo. Oh, wow. Um, the fake PN News account out there, he's going to love all the PN News discussion. He can't uh, wait for us to get the PN News in, in, in WCW. Second mention tonight. Yeah, second mention tonight. You're not kidding. Uh, boy, oh, boy. Um, you're right. Victory was working his ass off here. And that was a nice backdrop that Pillman just yeah. took. Harper, did you have anything from this? I think it is. I was like, damn, another tag match? Well, because it's the U.S. Tag Title Tournament, and they're trying to air what's going on so that we know what the hell's happening in this tournament. Because we're going to – here's a spoiler. We're going to see, I think, almost all of the results from this tournament. Damn, Like, they're going to show all these – yeah, I'm almost certain they show every single match from this tournament. Like, in its entirety? Like, not just recaps? I think so. Like, they're going to show them. And the best part, I mean, honestly, the best part about the, what they show is 
almost all of these, I think they happen not at center stage and we get to actually see them in the buildings and the crowd react to them. So uh, the actual baby faces to win this match, they pulled a little uh, switcheroo and not, you know, switcheroo, but they kind of cheated to win, which was yeah. fine with me. Uh, but Z-Man and Pillman win and uh, we'll see how far they go in this tournament. Uh, we keep moving in more commercials because we got to pay for um, we got to pay the talent some kind of way. And I've got nothing from the commercials because I felt like it definitely was a bunch of replays. Uh, we do go to a Louisville slugger segment with Jim Cornette and Dr. Death. Let me go to that now. Here it is. Championship Wrestling on the Superstation TBS for the fastest mouth in the South. Here is the Louisville Slugger, Jim Cornette. Just the South? What about the Northeast and the West and the rest of the country? Well, it doesn't make any difference because I have today as my special guest, my good buddy, my close pal, my lifelong friend, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Come on out here, Doc. My guest today on the Louisville Slugger. I love this guy. He's the best today on the Louisville Slugger. Doc, welcome to the program. Doc. Nobody, buddy this, buddy, buddy that. You did me a favor, and I did you a favor, and that's as far as it's going. Well, now, wait a minute, Doc. I know we helped you, and you helped us. We're even now, sure, but I want to help you, because after all, you can trust me. Well, you know something, Jimmy? All these people out here in the world trusted you, and you turned your back. What's that say for me? What's that going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh, Doc, 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 I would I would never turn my back on you because I, I had you out here. I want to talk about one of the biggest matches you've ever had in your career coming up. United States Heavyweight Championship, February 25th at Wrestle War against Lex Luger. You're the baddest man in the world, and I know that you should wear that U.S. title. Maybe I could help you scout Luger just a little bit. First of all, Jimmy, first of all, February 26th, you got a man out here called the strongest man in the business. I'm the baddest, the strongest, Lex Luger. Luger, you've got the U.S. title. Now there's a man who's going to be in the ring that you're going to have to look right down his eyes and find out what kind of man I really am. Well, brother, you're going to find out February 26th. And Jimmy, and as the people around the world will find out, I will be the U.S. title champion. Well, now, Doc, I, I know that you say maybe I don't need to help you scout Luger, but let me ask you a question. When you were a four-time All-American at Oklahoma, who was your coach? Ha, Barry Switzer, of course. So you had a coach when you had all those great successes, set all those records, won all those honors. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, everybody needs a little help now and then, you know. The only person who's going to need help is Lex Luger on February 25th, and it's going to happen right in the squared circle. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Louisville Slugger with Dr. Death, Steve Williams, my close personal friend. Well, they're doing that to build up the pay-per-view that's coming up. Crockett, what are your thoughts on it? I like goes Steve Williams. He says the the 26th the first time and then the 25th the second time. Which is it? <laughs> <laughs> Everything was airtight, brother. No, but it was, you know, it was, you know, uh, he amped up the intensity a little bit. I mean, for Steve Williams promo, not bad. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good for a Dr. Death promo because, I mean, we've talked about his promos in the past. They're not always the greatest. Any thoughts from you, Hopper? It was all right. Yep, I, I thought. I mean, we've seen some Me bad ever. ones from him, so that's why, that's why I say that. Bunch of replays on the commercials. Then we get a replay from the Clash of the Champions with the Steiners unmasking Doom and the crowd going nuts. 
We talk a whole lot about it. You just got to go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and join our Patreon and get access to that Patreon special. Uh, we keep the show moving. We then go to a match with Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner versus the Italian Stallion and Bob Cook. The Steiners, uh, um, you know, they they uh, are the NWA champions, and there's another way to say it. Um, they're I don't even have notes from from the match. That's all I got is Steiners remain NWA World Tag Team champions. Uh, Hawk, uh, Crockett, you got anything from the match with the Steiners and Italian Stallion and Bob Cook? Uh, no, just the fact that you know the Frankensteiner. I talked about it on the Clash show on Patreon, but one of those moves that just uh, blew my mind as a kid. Uh, yeah, it did, huh? absolutely phenomenal. It was a hell of a move. I mean, I've said it since day one. The first time you saw it, you're like, wait, what the hell did I just see? Yeah. Uh, just tremendous stuff. And it's Especially just for a, Scott. For someone as big as he is. Yeah. I mean, for a guy like Scott to do that move is impressive. And, and to be honest, uh, Bob Cook, if you watch it here on the video version, he takes it really well. I mean, he gets yeah, over he and does. doesn't spike himself on his head like we've seen some guys do. Uh, good stuff, though. Good stuff. Uh, we keep the show moving, and then we're going to go now to a promo. Let me get it queued up. Uh, we got Arn and Ole Anderson. They're going to cut a promo. They've got something to say. I know we've heard from them once already this week. We're going to hear from them again right here. Uh, here it is now. Steiners, you're the champions. Up to now, you've had it pretty easy. Now take a look at what you've got next. The Wrecking Crew, right, Arn? We told you. We weren't wearing no white hats. We got some applause because the bottom line is everybody out there knows and respects the fact that when the Andersons get in the ring, somebody's going to get hurt. Amateur background's fine, but a Granby roll don't hurt to help you when I'm kicking your ribs in or the rock's breaking that arm. Remember that, Steiners. Real quick one. Meat and potatoes. Arn's on it, though. Yeah. Crockett, anything from it? No. Yeah, it was just standard, short, got the job done. Yep. Literally, it's 30 second fucking only looks like he just hates black people, huh? <laughs> I mean, look at that. Well, like, he doesn't have a I white. Mean, he doesn't I have mean, a white uh, hood on. You just but... know the N word, which is part of his daily vocabulary. I mean, with those suspenders and shirt, I, I it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. <laughs> I mean, just wait for a few months. I forget when it happens exactly, but it's him. And Flair and Arn, and I won't say who returns or comes back, but Rocky King is involved in another African American star, and they're throwing around the word "boy" at these guys, and it's the most degrading use of the word "boy" you'll ever hear without somebody saying the N word. It's it's, I mean, it really makes you watch it as an older person and go, God, they really laid it on thick back then. Oh, yeah. I was showing my girlfriend the uh, the old Ted DiBiase promo with the little black kid dribbling the basketball. Oh, jeez. And, and, and he's like, here's $500. Uh, I bet your family could probably use this. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> we say it all the time on this show you cannot apply 2021 modern day standards when you rewatch old wrestling because even in the cartoonish WWF you're going to find things 
that you're like, what the hell? Um, and we saw it. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time, the Junkyard Dog and Michael Hayes promo. Junkyard Dog. Now you see how it feel when somebody try to buy you. I, you know? Um, oh, no, we don't want no Toyota. I mean, come on. So yeah, it's I just, wanted it one of those fucking Ted DiBiase basketballs fuck over a week ago. I need to fucking email him. You ordered one? What? Yeah. What are you fucking talking about? On his website, he has a basketball that's fucking autographed by him. They get the little black head, too? Yeah. Is autographs on there? Uh Uh-huh. No. (laughs) Come on, Hopper. It's been over a fucking week. I haven't gotten it. He just—he worked you. This is the gladiator. We saw him wrestle last week or week before last. He's—he's—it's a—he's—it's quick, and he's talking about Sting. He's gonna break his arm and leg and rub the makeup off his face. It's—it's it's okay. It's nothing. I got literally. It's. Who was he? We talked about. This. I don't remember. Hopper. Now I'm forgetting his name because you put me on the spot. Uh, oh, Crockett will look it up for me on, on the commercial. Oh, it uh, says uh, Russell Crowe. No. <laughs> we'll keep moving. Uh, DM Hopper. I'm not going to repeat what I said last week. It just hit me. DM Hopper. Tell him who this is. Don't DM Lance. Don't DM Crockett. DM Hopper. Definitely don't DM me. Uh, we'll keep moving. The Gladiator versus Keith Hart. Gladiator wins. Crockett, anything? No. Is it Gary Royal? I, I, that's a name it's, I saw, but... No, that's yeah. you're thinking of the gladiators. Uh, yeah, it, this okay. is this is not him. I'm drawing. I'm really drawing a blank with his name. This guy had a very long career, though. I think he's like 48 years old here. Yeah, uh, he's, got, he worked, he's got like gray eyebrow hair. Yeah, he's um. <laughs> now see, I now I cannot think of this dude's name for nothing, and it's bothering me. Fuck. Where's, Where's Lance when you need him? Lance would. Lance would be able to tell me. Lance would be like, "Oh yeah, you know that's uh, that's uh, such such uh, yeah." And I tell you about the program I got I with him on it too. Back in uh, you know, in, in Dallas. It's uh... <laughs> fucked up, Hopper. <laughs> why? Why are you doing? Come on, man, grow up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, Michael Hayes. He farted on my program at one time, and uh. He signed it, and the the uh, the uh, the uh, the the air from the fart kind of uh, uh, it was a little wet, so it kind of smeared the ink uh, when he signed it. But uh, yeah, that's nice. No, uh, no. What, what can you do? Uh, I got nothing else from this match. Did you have anything from it, Crockett? No, no. It was, uh, you know, he did a rude awakening for the finish, which is not bad. We then go to a Sting promo, and Sting says. He wasn't gullible. He said he shook the man's hand and he basically trusted them and now he promises he is going to win the world title. Now, you'd have to be under a rock if you don't know by now. Sting got hurt at the clash jumping down from the cage. His knee buckled. Was it? Uh, yeah. It was the first... Because I was watching it. It was when they pulled him down, right? It was the second time they pulled him down. Now, oh, for anybody okay. out there... Because I watched him go to the back. I was like, I don't think he looks fucked up. It was the second time they pulled him down. And Crockett and I were talking about it. I've heard people say it was when Flair got out of the cage and jumped on him. 
that the knee buckled. But you can you can clearly see, and Crockett backed me up on this, when he comes off the cage a second time and he gets knocked down and they're pulling him down off the cage, his knee is giving him trouble. Right, Crockett? Yeah, he's looking down and holding in. You see, you see him like talking to people about it. Yeah, he's limping. You can see something is wrong. Now, what's funny about this is Sting is saying right here, I'm still going to win the world title. Like, this interview that you're watching on the video version was shot prior to the knee injury, and they kept it in this week's show on February 10th. We're going to hear more later in a second about uh, when they finally do figure out what's going on with Sting's knee. But as of this moment in the show, an hour and 43 minutes in, we're still building up like Sting's going to go for the world title at Russell War 90 in a few weeks. So just pointing that out if, in case anybody's wondering why he's saying he's still going to win the world title. But it does that. Uh, Crockett, do you have any other thoughts on this part? No, but it's really weird the, the way they... The, we'll talk about it when we get to the end of the show, but really weird how they did this. And one thing uh, from the promo, though, I don't know why you didn't play it, for one. It seems like a sting bias to me, but... Uh, he doesn't even address the fact that the gladiator said he's going to tear him apart in the last promo. He just talked about he's looking past the gladiator to Ric Flair. I don't like it. Lots of holes in in it. Yeah, he doesn't even address. It's like it's like the gladiator promo never happened, which is why I didn't play it. And apparently, it's supposed to be gladiator versus Sting next week. I'm sure. I mean, this these tapings, I'm sure, were all done before the clash, right? Yeah, you can tell that the prom- those promos were cut before the class just by the way they're they're uh, saying what they're saying. I mean, things hurt at this point. We just don't realize it. Okay, we see some commercials, and then we go to a Kevin Sullivan promo that I do have to play. Kevin Sullivan has a T-shirt on that says Raw Dog. Raw Dog. He's, he's <laughs> going to raw dog it. I'm going to hit play on that right now. Thanks for staying with us, ladies and gentlemen, on World Championship Wrestling. Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer and Tommy Wildfire Rich coming up in just a moment. Here with Kevin Sullivan, the Boston Battlers. Ask for some time. I certainly have. You know, Mr. Ross, strange things are starting to happen, aren't they? It's like an ill wind has blown back in the NWA. Friends have turned against friends. I hear Dr. Death now trying to reach out and snatch something from Lex Luger. I see all shapes and forms coming. And I see madness. I see madness and I see a box of madness ready to be opened. Jim Ross, there is madness in the whole universe. All it has to be done is sometimes hinged and sent to the right direction. You know, I've been looking around and I have seen a man who can be controlled, a man that can be brought to destiny. And I know one thing, dogs do fly. (laughs) He's sick. He's sick. Fans, let's go up to Rhubarb. I kept waiting for him to say, what do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? <laughs> I don't know what the hell was up with that, but uh, the Raw Dog t-shirt is why I had to play it so we could see the visual of that. Uh, Hopper, any thoughts on our friend Kevin Sullivan here? Uh, not really. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I felt the same way. I was like, what the hell? Uh, Crockett, anything from you? No. I mean, just teasing what's going to happen down the line, apparently. Well, we keep moving, and we go to the main event on this week's episode. We got Tommy Wildfire Rich versus Buzz Sawyer. 
as Hopper so eloquently says all the time, set your VCR for this. Um, wildfire, wildfire started with an arm drag and laying on the canvas. It worked and, the body part. And I'm not going to say anything else. Hopper, what do you have from uh, this uh, five-star Matt Classic? I guess it's just how he's trained. I mean, that, <laughs> that's how they used to do it back in the day. You got to wear the guy down. Grab a hold, brother. Yeah, it's like body shots and fucking boxing. <laughs> um, Crockett, you got anything from this five-star Matt classic? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, on Bar Bonanza, basically. <laughs> At one point, Tommy Rich hits him with a forearm off the top, right to the top of Buzz's head. Buzz hits the mat, goes back to the arm bar. I don't know. I'm not going to say anything bad. It's, um... Bars are dead live, you know, Lakefront Arena. (laughs) I'm not going to say anything bad. Um, It was what it was. That picture of Tommy Rich on the uh, Facebook group, those two pictures of Tommy Rich, he looks very good there. Much better than you ever did. I have no clue what you're talking about right now. What, this, the, those pictures of uh, Tommy Rich that were on the Facebook group um, recently? Dude, he's got the, he's Steven, holding the two belts. Stephen Crankmaster. St- Stephen Crankmaster j- j- jerk off. That buffoon is constantly posting pictures of his idol. So you're going to have to clarify which ones you're talking about. I haven't. <laughs> I mean, we're talking recently within the last. I mean, he posts like. He's on there posting all the time about his idol. He, look, Javorski probably got his tonsils bruised by this guy. I don't know. I mean, Come if that's on. your thing. <laughs> that's, if that's real your nice. Thing, if that's your thing. I mean, you know, it's funny how people say this guy lives rent-free in my head, but they're the ones that keep bringing it up. I got to review. He's on my television right now. I got to review his matches. I, don't, I mean, so it is what it is, but this is... Grab a hold, brother. Five-star Matt Classic. I wonder what Dave Meltzer gave this when he reviewed it on the, um, whatever his newsletter is. Um, I never, Crockett, honestly, I, I don't. I have no clue what pictures you're talking about. Well, I'm sure you just ignore all these Tommy Richards yeah. things now. Just like That's right. Harper does the, the Golden Girls memes. Just ignore it, right? Yeah. I just hit like and move on. <laughs> and he makes that face that I posted a few weeks ago. I posted the pit, the face that he makes when he's seen something a million times, and he hits like and he rolls his eyes at the same time. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so um, Sawyer is going to miss a big splash uh, at the end of it, and but he's going to recover and he hits Rich with a power slam, and Sawyer is going to win this match. You know it's crazy, man. These guys had that. The last battle of Atlanta, right? All those years before. Bro, watch this, when he, Go back, Mike. What? Right here? When he goes to try to pin him. Look, bro, his hand is right on his fucking... Bro, watch Buzz's fucking hand. It's right on his fucking... He's like grabbing his ass. <laughs> I mean, that happens. Yeah. That happens at, I mean, that happens at Wrestling Hopper. I mean... Shut up. Come on. You know, Not with you. We're secure in our manhood. I mean, it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, I mean, 
I don't know, maybe maybe Metastasio. Love is love. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, I've seen you wrestle Buku Dao in, on Wildcat, and that's right. You know, I've seen you you two grab a hold of each other in in certain places, and didn't seem to that's complain nice. too much about it. I mean, I'm not, look, that, whatever floats your boat. Look, that's you know, that's your thing, right? Yeah, well, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. A mouth is a mouth, bro. That's right. <laughs> Grow up. What the hell's wrong with you people on this show? Okay. Yeah, Bud Sawyer's going to win, and I got nothing else from it. Uh, Crockett, any other thoughts before we go to the closing promo? I don't call it promo. Closing update before we get out of here this week. You talked about how uh, Buzz recovers. He recovered in like two and a half seconds. He misses yeah. the top rope, splash off the top rope. He gets whipped, reverses, power slam, one, two, three. <laughs> Yeah, everything was airtight. Everything was airtight back then, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. You look, you got to be fair when you do these old school shows. You got, you got to be honest. I mean, anybody who, I, I, if there's one thing I'll say about modern wrestling, a lot of it is dumb. I mean, Crockett doesn't even watch any of it anymore. I mean, any of it. He refuses to. Like he does not watch one second of modern wrestling. I'm not that bad. Doc's not that bad. Harper doesn't watch one second of modern wrestling unless it's Wildcat, which he's on. And the thing is, at the end of the day, it's like you see things and you go, oh, this is dumb. And then what I don't like is old school folks who act like everything was perfect in the old days. When at the end of the when in truth, in reality, you see all kind of stuff that you're like, God, he didn't even sell that. Like Crocker just said, Buzz misses the splash. How quickly does Buzz get up after he sells it? Yeah, like. Seconds. Seconds. And then he's hitting another he's hitting a power slam after missing the splash. So again, we talk about old school wrestling like it's perfect, but it's really not. There's a lot of shit you can poke holes in if you really want to. On that note, old JR has got an update at the end of this week's show that he's gotta mention uh, related to Sting. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Ross, uh, I hate to interrupt this broadcast of World Championship Wrestling. Please accept my apology, ladies and gentlemen. But as many of you know, uh, hours ago, it was reported that the horseman uh, attacked Sting in an unrelated wrestling incident. And we have understood now at this point, I've been up uh, virtually all night. We were with you on the power hour of the report. I understand that Sting's knee has been severely damaged. I have put a call in to his doctor, the noted orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Jim Andrews, formerly of Columbus, Georgia, now living in Birmingham. It looks as if the injury was much more serious than was uh, originally thought by the bystanders and from our first report that we received. But to repeat this information, Sting has been attacked by the horseman his knee has been severely damaged, and I hope to have, by the next time I talk with you, which will be this Sunday night on the on the NWA main event here on TBS, uh, I hope to have an injury report uh, with a lot more specific information. I have a call into his doctor, as I said, but apparently the horsemen were not satisfied as to what they did to Sting this past Tuesday night, the Clash of Champions. Ric Flair led the attack. Sting is down and Sting is in the hospital as we speak. We've been asked not to divulge where he is, but I will have another report this Sunday night on the main event. I thought it was interesting, Crockett, how JR reports it. He reports it as if it happened after the clash 
and not when it actually happened. Like they got him another time. Did you did you find it interesting too? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the timeline he's following here. First of all, he apologizes for interrupting the show he's already hosting. He's he, he's like in front of a green screen, making yeah. it look like he's still at the clash. Yeah. But they're talking about it like it happened after the clash. And it's, he said something about the power hour, like which is Saturday morning. And I, I I can't I need like Doc Brown to figure out what the hell's going on with the timeline here. Um, I think so. To answer what I think happened, I think the episode of Saturday night was taped prior to the clash. The promos were all taped prior to the clash. So all that was done prior to the clash. They had it all packaged and ready to go. And then they realized, Oh shit, Sting got hurt. So now they had to then take Jr. put him in front of a green screen, put him. That is a crowd. Assuming uh, the, the, the background is the crowd from the clash. I'm assuming that's what that is. I mean, it could, I have no clue. I'm not well-versed enough in the building. That they were. House. Yeah, it was, and it was packed at the Clash. I mean, it was, it was, um, it wasn't sold out. It, they, they said it was sold out, but they had a good crowd there. And I think, yeah, they put him in front of a green screen and just ran a video of the crowd at the Clash and had JR give an update. But I just thought it was interesting how they, they sold it as it didn't happen at the Clash. They attacked him after at some point. Um, yeah, I understood that just because, like, yeah, because they had taped, apparently they tape a Sting match for next week. They probably won't end up showing. But, like, why couldn't they put Jim Ross in front of the WCW, the, the Saturday night set, and say, oh, we just heard that Ric Flair attacked him backstage tonight. Uh, instead of having this weird thing where they're talking about it happened days ago, but then we just saw Sting in a promo, uh, you know, 15 minutes ago. It just really just didn't make sense the way they kind of put this together. They probably could have done it like at center stage. The problem was if if they were doing it not on not on a day during a TV tape and it's just going to be real quiet in there and then you'd have been able to tell, wait, there's no noise in the background. What the hell's going on? Like that would have came across weird too cuz they they did I've seen them do that in the studio at Techwood Drive as well, like where they they're they're acting like an episode is happening. They're showing matches, but every time they go to a promo, there's no crowd. Like you can't hear anybody yeah. talking. And you can kind of you get that vibe it's like, "Oh, the they're recording this at a different time, different date. So I see what you're saying, but I don't know. I guess they, they thought this was the best thing, best way to do it, you know, related to what happened to Sting. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and that's actually how they go off air. They completely go off air at that point. They uh, take us out of the show there and that's how they close things. So we're off of, we're, you know, we shut down the show at this point. Uh, we got to hand out the Rolex, give out the rating, all that good stuff. Before we do so, I want to ask you to kindly consider becoming a patron again at tinyurl.com slash BTT. There are over 300 Patreon-exclusive episodes available for you, including the Clash that we just did, all of the WCW pay-per-views, the World Clash shows, ECW shows, all of the pre-shows. We've done numerous Dark Side of the Ring reviews and A&E biographies in the last few months as well. Tons of stuff is available up only on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. So consider becoming a Patreon member. It would be a greatly it would be greatly appreciated. And again, if you're not using it, please consider using our Amazon Associates link. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support the show without spending anything extra. The show gets support in return when you use that link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Uh, I will go first and give out my rating. Uh, nothing spectacular here, but I thought it was okay. I'll give it a B plus. 
I actually did like the tag matches from South Carolina and the crowd being into it. I thought that was kind of cool. There was some stuff here with the Norman thing that just was dumb. I'll give it a B plus. Crockett, what you going to give it? Yeah, in that in that range, like a B. I think I gave the Clash a B too, but yeah, it's yeah, it was like you know standard stuff. Nothing really jumped off the page, but nothing really just besides Norman and Norman on commentary and everything Norman. I mean, it wasn't a terrible show. B. Harper, what you giving it? I give it a B. Right, it wasn't so that he, bad. I mean, you know, it could have been worse. Fuck it. <laughs> I think Hopper just went into deep state Hopper again. <laughs> he just dropped three octaves. Yeah. Hopper, say. Say what? Say, say something like the next Wildcat show is July 31st. The next Wildcat show is July 31st. Oh, yeah. He's he just he just became the Ukrainian whistleblower again. Oh, how no. the hell does that happen? I wish I don't know. Cro- Crockett, <laughs> you got to help me with you're the sound guy. You know how this stuff works. Do you have any clue how Skype just out of the blue just makes somebody on the show sound like they're <laughs> in the deep state? Wait, <laughs> it's he's not doing that on purpose. No, no. this really? this sounds like I'm going to s- literally. No, I'll send you the. I'll send you you I'll send you the YouTube clip when this happened before, when he turned into the Ukrainian whistleblower, and we were like, "What the hell just happened?" And it was him. We don't know. It's something in Skype, and I've Googled it, and I can't find it. I don't know how it happened. No, no. We did literally a whole show like that with him. No, I, I heard that, and it sounded different than this sounds to me. Maybe it's just because I'm I'm here live now that it sounds different to me. But yeah, he, he literally just sounds like he like. <laughs> Woke up from a nap and he's just like a little slower on the draw. <laughs> Doc said he sounded like the dude from old school. Oh, what movie was that? You're funny, that, man. Yeah, yeah, that was old school when he shot him in a dart with the fucking tranquilizer. When he, he shot him in the ass with the tranquilizer dart or some shit. <laughs> Chavo, we're in the spirit world. <laughs> I don't know how this happens. It is awesome. Hopper, if you are doing something, I really need to know how you're doing that. Don't lie to me because this is great. <laughs> when he laughs, it's worse. Oh my God, the Ukrainian whistleblower Hopper is back. All right. Well, he does have we... half a headset hanging off his head. Maybe that has something to do with it. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but the last time that happened, he had a full headset. But it was the same one, right? Yeah, it's the same brand. Is... <laughs> <laughs> You're funny, man. <laughs> I'm the whistleblower. <laughs> Dude, like, this is what it sounds like. Like, these were some sound clips from when he last sounded like it. Thoughts and prayers, dog. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> loser. What the fuck? That's fucked up. <laughs> All right. Well, I do need to mention one thing. Uh, we're going to give out the Rolexes now. 
Before we do it, I want to remind you, if you'd like a video shout-out, life advice, relationship advice from Hard Body Hopper, unfortunately, the whistleblower voice is not available on those shout-outs because we have no clue how it happens. you got to email Hopper to chrishopper16wildcat at gmail.com and then PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com and he'll hook you up with your own video shout out not just for you let's say you want him to cut a promo on somebody because he's done some great one where he's cut promos on on friends of the show uh where i know chris browning had a friend who was a falcons fan and a georgia bulldog fan and jesus christ hopper was eating a bowl of cereal just degrading this poor sap and i thought it was wonderful so if you've got somebody you want to cut a promo on hopper can do that for you as well again Life advice, relationship advice, shout out of any sort. Chris Harper 16 Wildcat at gmail.com and PayPal him 20 bucks to CC30388CC at yahoo.com. All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll give out the Rolex now. I went on went first on the rating. Crockett, you give out the Rolex first. Well, seeing as I'm sitting in for Doc tonight, I mean, have to go with Ric Flair and the Horseman, right? You know, he'd probably be proud that you did that. So that makes sense. Um, I think I'm going to go with Arn for that first promo when he was spitting some gold. Hopper, who are you giving yours to? I want to uh, with Arn Anderson <laughs> with that first promo. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Hopper>. nice. <laughs> Hear yourself again. I really, I think it's got something to do with that headset because that's the same headset that you stuck up your girl's bleep. That's nice. That's what it is. I think that's what it is, man. Oh, no. (laughs) Some sort of mucus got stuck up in there. Uh. (laughs) It's got some bacteria on the. On the on the on the microphone. Oh my God, Deep State Hopper, this is great. Well, uh, Crockett, I want to give you some time to plug some things before we get out of here. Oh, all right. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I've uploaded a lot of stuff. I've talked about this. We talked about it on the uh, Patreon show. But uh, my favorite show that we ever did of the wrestling podcast about nothing is the show with uh, the Uncivil War. North versus South, you in a debate uh, for Southern Wrestling against Brian Malone is talking about Northern Wrestling. So that is on the YouTube channel and lots of other stuff. It's WPAN on YouTube. You can uh, do a search. I don't have enough followers yet to be able to have a custom URL, but WPAN, you could find uh, all of our old stuff. And I'm uploading a lot of new footage, too, including lots well, actually new footage, footage that's of old footage, but it's a uh, one of the things that I uploaded is Triple H's first ever championship title win on the Independence. I know Mike Mills is a big fan of that. Um, so that's on the YouTube channel. Also, if anyone's looking to do a podcast, I do podcast editing. You can look up uh, crackpotpods.com. That's my website if you want to uh, hook up with me and uh, put a podcast together. And he's, and, he's, and he's underselling his work with the wrestling podcast about nothing. Like we were talking about in the beginning of the show. Uh, they've had numerous f- current WWE talents on their show when they were still in business as the wrestling podcast about nothing. So uh, make sure you check out all the Crockett stuff there. He really did a lot of good work. And they did some great shows. I was on their show a bunch of times. Uh, 
I actually think the time we swerved you, Malonis <laughs> and I, was better than the Uncivil War. I don't remember the the title of that episode, but that was a fun. Uncivil War Two. It was Uncivil War Two. Okay, so there you go. Uh, that that's true. God, I, it feels like that was ten years ago now, but it really wasn't that long ago. But it definitely feels that way with the last the way the last year has been. So yeah, check out Crockett and all of this stuff there. Uh, he's actually got some really good stuff on that YouTube channel because um, not just Triple H's first match, but there's other rare things related to things that happened on the New England independent wrestling scene with some big name stars from today and yesteryear as well. Uh, on that note, I do need to take care of a couple of things before I throw it to Harper for some plugs. Uh, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional and definitely more professionally produced than us. Uh, still a great show, and I appreciate Joe and Quinn for all their plugs over the years as they continue to go through the world of northern wrestling, which is uh, meh to me, but whatever. Uh, they do a good job covering that stuff, and I'll give them that. Uh, we're the Southern Fried; they're the uh, Northern version. Uh, so give them a give them a give them a listen and check them out. And then also check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV. They do our show, uh, ECW show, on the um, on our Patreon feed. But they also do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin on their own free feed as well. And uh, I'm about blown up. I think I took care of everything. I think Doc will be back next week unless he gets stuck in Mexico because he uh, committed some kind of crime because he was too drunk and drunk off of his ass because that's the type of stuff he does. Uh, Harper, you got anything before we get out of here? Are you ready to go to bed like I am? No. Let's get the fuck. (laughs) I love it. All right, Harper, uh, hit the tagline. Get us out of here. Fuck it, bitch. (laughs) 